Reforming society, repairing your mentality, restoring your life. This is The Revolutionized Mind. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Revolutionized Mind. I am so happy that you're here to listen to, I want to call it like a really motivational episode. Our guest today, Linda, gives us a lot of great advice about how to kind of switch up your mindset when things get tough or how to embrace your full emotions and really how to just make the most out of a shitty situation. She also talks about how there were a lot of cultural differences within her mental health journey as she moved to Canada from China when she was four years old, so the impact of growing up in two different worlds had a big toll on what she was going through mentally and emotionally and the person she thought she needed to be or had to be. So I really enjoyed recording this episode. Linda's amazing. She inspired me to think about things differently in a more positive light and I really think that there are some important takeaways in this conversation that I hope you can apply to your own life and be positively impacted by it. Trigger warning before we get into it, self-harm and suicide are mentioned in this episode, so just giving a heads up before I play this. Again, thank you so much for clicking play on this episode, it means more than you know. Enjoy. So today I'm here with Linda G, who is a life coach and spiritual leader, and I was lucky to connect with her on Instagram and kind of follow along her journey, and now I'm really excited to sit down with her today and learn more about what she does and what she offers her community. So how are you doing today, Linda? Hi, Angelica. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. I am feeling a little bit nervous, and I'm also feeling... Uh, open and curious about where this conversation will lead to. (laughs) Awesome. Well, yeah, that's the beauty of it can kind of go in any direction. Um, But I guess to start off, do you want to tell us a little bit more about who you are and what you do? Of course. (sighs) I don't even know where to begin. First and foremost, I just feel like I am a messy, messy human being. (laughs) Um, Sharing everything that I am learning. A lot of what I've gone through involves guilt self-sabotage, beating myself up a lot, and resentment and shame. When I was four years old, I came to Canada from China, and I grew up here, and there was a lot of clash between the Eastern and the Western cultures. The Eastern culture from my parents and the way that they were bringing me up in a Western world where I attended, you know, socially, I was indoctrinated into the Western society. So growing up, um, when I hit my preteens. I think that was one of the first turning points for me when it came to mental health. I I felt like I was following and coloring within the lines and the lines were drawn by somebody else other than me. It might have been my parents' or society's, but they weren't mine. And I started questioning about really what I wanted to do. Um, even the small things like changing my diet as opposed to something big, like my entire career. And eventually I did want to change my career. I no longer wanted to be a doctor. Um, I was getting A pluses in math, but I loathed it. It was something that I was good at, but it was not something that I enjoyed. Um, I wanted to try out paleo diets. I wanted to be my own person. And if you ask me, I felt like it was nothing and everything was wrong. (laughs) Um, because in the little things, that's where the big things lie. And so in my teenhood, I started 
battling with my parents more and more. And it got so bad that um, I contemplated suicide uh, at some point. Luckily, I'm still here, so I never did it. Uh, I think a part of me knew that it was too strong or too weak to do it. I like to say that I was too strong for that. Mm-hmm. And growing up, uh, when I finally turned 18, that was one of the that was one of the best things ever because I could move out and be on my own and be in my own person without my parents' influence, without having to see them all the time and soak up even their inaudible vibration, which was often one of fear and uh, scarcity. And they made me question myself quite a lot. So when I moved out for university, it was so freeing. It was one of the best things I've ever done in my life. Um, And from there, I got more, well, let me backtrack a little bit. When I was in high school, I got more and more into fitness um, because it gave me a sense of control. It gave me a sense of belonging in in a world where I really felt like I was lonely and I didn't have anyone to understand what I was going through. I didn't have many friends growing up. And from there... In, in fitness, I got more and more into mindset because the body will achieve what the mind believes. So I started reading more books. I started reading more blogs and articles. And from there, I started doing more mindset work, you know, and then from there, I got more into law of attraction, visualize, journaling, scripting, acting as if all of those things. And now I'm in a place where I'm really studying and embodying spirituality but not in the hustle sense, in the way that, that I thought was how you were supposed to go about anything. Um, I'm learning to take a step back and surrender. And even, even that, me actively trying to surrender, is just too active. What if there was a life being lived through us and we have a lot less free will than we believe and it's actually a really, really freeing wonderful thing um so that's the gist of it and that is what i'm currently embodying now a more easeful graceful way through life through spirituality through sharing what i've gone through and what i know sharing my resilience sharing my story sharing my energy even in the silence even in the silences mm-hmm. yeah First of all, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, I think there's a few different strands there. Like, obviously, you have the cultural differences, which is the world that you were brought up in. And then you have your own personal experiences. And then this spiritual journey that you're now embarking, which is incredible. But yeah, I think there's a lot of different things you can break down. And would you say like more of the personal stuff is the reason why you got into coaching? The personal stuff? Yes. I I just wish I could go back to my former self and, and tell her what I, what I know right now, but you know what? She needed to go through what she needed to go through because if I told her what I know now, she would not be receptive of it. She has to learn. She has to fall. Yeah, for sure. Are you comfortable maybe sharing a bit more about your mental health experience and what that looked like for you in your early years or teenage years? Ah, uh, yeah, it was messy and it was often very suppressed. I don't, think my parents grew up really knowing what mental health was it was more of you're a machine and you just do and you just get a pluses and you work hard you eventually at some point get married have kids buy a house whatever and that is success and as long as you are financially stable and you are socially well respected and you keep your head down low then you have a successful life um i didn't really know any different 
So mm-hmm. I always thought this was the way. I'm just going to be a doctor and I'm going to make a lot of money and I'm going to be okay. And that's that. I also felt really lonely in middle school and high school. And that's what really pushed me towards fitness because, hey, one day I was sitting alone at lunch, staring at a piece of paper in front of me. It was a poster that the fitness teacher put up along the walls and it was called SPA, Speed, Power, Agility. And it was not a spa. (laughs) It was not a spa. It kicked my butt, but I walked out of there feeling like a champion for the very first time. So I really leaned in towards fitness as an outlet for all the turmoil that I was feeling on the inside, the loneliness, the, the anger, the anger and the anguish that I felt towards my parents. I really had an outlet for that. So that was really, that was really healthy for me. There was a lot, a lot of anger towards my parents. I contemplated at some point cutting and I just couldn't do it. I'm glad. I'm really, really glad. Um, So I turned to other mechanisms, I want to say, like fitness is one of them. Perfectionism is one of them. Um, Diet is another one of them. So there was a lot. There was a lot of me hating my parents, me also hating myself because I didn't really know why was the way I was. And I just felt really stifled. I really felt like I was a plant, but I had a big shoe on top of the soil that I was supposed to grow over. And when I moved out, I was finally able to receive the sunlight that I so, so was starving for. But until then, I really, really felt like I was stifled and that was really uncomfortable. Yeah, that's really challenging, especially when, I mean, our first teachers are our parents and whoever we live in in our immediate environment. So to have them constantly like instill these things into your head and then you feel like that's exactly what you need to embody. Like that can definitely take a huge mental, emotional, and physical toll. Yeah, it was, it was really tough. And you know what? They, they did do their best. I don't think they could have raised me any other way because that was the way that they raised me. And I know that they had good intentions, but they had really destructive ways of showing it. But it also made me the person that I am today. And so in a way, I see the gift in it. Only in hindsight, though, not in the moment. Never in the moment. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I guess like similarly to this, I see that you talk about true freedom on your page a lot. Um, So what does that mean to you? Is it kind of related to this and then your story? (sighs) True freedom means to me, true freedom means no bounds. I think true freedom is, is joy and happiness and without boundaries and without conditions. So Conditions like if you do this, then you will receive love. If you do that, then you deserve love. And I think true freedom and true love is it doesn't matter where you are. You could be here, you could be at negative 10, and you could be at positive 100. It doesn't matter. You deserve to feel happy and you deserve to feel boundless. You deserve to not wait for happiness when you're quote unquote there. You deserve it now 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 otherwise it's always this chasing project and what you're delaying you're delaying everything that you've dreamed of because you're grading yourself at a criteria that makes you incompetent you are doing that so 
I think freedom for me really is, is just having no bounds, having boundless, unconditional, unconditional love and grace for yourself. I really like that. And I like what you said about the I'll be happy when and it's a quote that I shared on my Instagram actually from one of the books I was just reading who was also a guest on this podcast, JT. Oh, yeah, I saw you um, uh, posting a lot of things about him. And I, yeah. I said, ah, this might be a book that I'm really, really interested in. <laughs> I think you would. Um, well, yeah, there was a thing that he said, like, when you say I'll be happy when dot 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 when I get the car get the job whatever it is that you're looking forward to like all you're doing is delaying your happiness and you're stripping away like your freedom in the present moment exactly and I think that's really related to what you just said Mm -hmm. you're giving away your power Mm -hmm. why would you do that you are so powerful you are so capable And it's right in the palm of your hands, but you're the one that also is placing it in something else, in somebody else's, in in a future that doesn't exist right now. The future really is never. (laughs) It's always in our minds. Everything is unfolding in the now. And the future is a mind concept. So take back your power, girl. Like You have so much power. Get out of your own way. Love yourself more. Have you found any like practices or things that have brought you back into the present moment? Maybe if you found your mind straying into that future stress. Oh, I love affirmations. Okay. Um, <laughs> I love affirmations. And I also know that taking a deep breath really helps me. So I have two alarms on my phone every day. It goes off at 3.30 because I like the number three. <laughs> and then at 4.44, just just for kicks, 4.44, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and anytime that that bell goes off on my phone. It's a reminder for me to stop and smell the roses. It's a reminder for me to place one hand on my heart and one hand on my lower belly and take one, at least one deep breath in. And in the beginning, let me tell you, it just felt like I was doing it like a computer. Like I wasn't really, I was just doing it for the sake of doing it. But over time I've learned, I don't know. It just, it was a practice that evolved on its own and blessed me with the full grace of that moment without me trying to effort. It's it's a little hard to explain, but that's the difference between law of attraction when you're hustling for stuff and embodying everything that is and it's now. And you're no longer attracting because it's already here. There's nothing to attract. You collapse time. It's here. It's now. You're living it. So I find that breath to be really helpful. And as long as you're consistent with it, consistency really is key. Show up. Show up to one one breath. Another one would be affirmation. So it really depends on what my mood is that day and what period of my life I'm going through. So if I'm really hurt and I'm healing from something like um, self-sabotage, I, I just binged again last night and whatever, and crying on the phone, I lost my job, whatever. Um, certain affirmations, I would ask angel guides or the universe to give me something that would resonate and that would make me um, feel whole mm-hmm. and reassured. I think reassured is the word. So mantras for healing would be like the universe supports my healing. The universe has the greatest intentions for me and does not want to see me suffer. I am backed by a force greater than my own. Things like that. Um, Another one, let's say if I am, if I'm not feeling low, if I'm feeling actually quite okay and I'm actually quite you know, blessed, I might just say the things that I'm really grateful for in life. Like I'm so grateful to be able to have my own bed and control the temperature in my own room. I'm so grateful to have a room in the basement so that when I'm jumping around, I don't have to tiptoe around 
Um, I like doing tuck jumps and burpees um, and, and going really hard at it. And I don't have to worry about angering any neighbors. And not everyone has that privilege. So it really depends on my mood. And I wait for an answer for an affirmation to come up for me. I hope that makes sense. Yeah, no, those are three really powerful strategies. I really like the alarms because I think, I mean, we always have our phones with us and it's that like automatic reminder. And although it might start to feel like pretty robot-y and you're just like doing it because you have to, with repetition, I think, like you said, like it does just become part of your routine and it becomes that much more powerful. It can. It, it really, really can. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um so I guess moving on with your spirituality stuff, I noticed that you offer soul circles within your community. So can you explain what these are and what the benefits are of attending? Oh, my pleasure. I love soul circles. Soul circles is a monthly gathering of kindred spirits on the first Saturday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time of people that are willing to play vulnerably and boldly and share what's going on in the inner world on the outside in a safe space with other souls that are doing the same. Every month, there is a different theme. So for example, January, it was very fitting for us to set intentions for this coming year and also rehash some of the highlights from the past year, 2021. And I don't know about you, but 2021 was a very, very difficult year for me. It was actually harder than 2020. And we have journaling sessions and we have sharing sessions and there's a mini training usually there's a mini training that i give they are pay what you can um so you can do anything from you know one dollar just to participate or the full value if you want to do that as well and i'm so grateful for the group that has carried out throughout many of the months people have come and gone but there are there are a few core people that have been very, very consistent. And it's really wonderful because you really get to see them just maybe once a month and you get to see the most raw, authentic parts of them. It goes deeper than, you know, uh, hanging out at a cafe or a bar saying, how's your day, John? How was your day? How's the weather outside? Did you see the ants on the sidewalk? <laughs> it's, it's, it's more of the meaningful connections. And you will remember and learn a little bit, a little taste of everybody's true colors in, in that space. And it's a really great place to be human, to come with your mask off. I love it. I hope I see you there one day. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I'd love to attend. Um, I love that. I think I always say there's so much power in community and just in vulnerability as well and being in that safe space with other people and feeling like you can open up about your deepest or darkest or just joyous, whatever you're feeling that day, like just to actually speak your mind yeah. in a community where you feel supported, validated and loved. Yeah. And, 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 you know, where else are you going to have these kind of conversations? It's almost, um, I, I, I don't want to say impossible, but I'm going to use that word. It's almost impossible to just bring it up to, you know, your friends out of the blue or a stranger at a cafe or your coworkers. It's like, well, where did this come from? And did you earn the right to ask me such an intimate question? Well, in Soul Circle, it's an open space. There's a, there's a social agreement of this is what I'm attending and this is what I'm willing to share mm -hmm. uh, about myself. Honestly, I created Soul Circle because one day in April, I was craving some soul authentic 
connection and I wanted it to feel vulnerable but cozy. I wanted it to be real and raw and messy and beautiful and beautiful and messy. And I couldn't find anything online. So I said, well, screw it. I'm going to make it. And so I did. Well, yeah, it sounds like all of those things. And I mean, even if you're not willing to share that day, I think just showing up is huge and listening to other people's stories and like, you don't even have to talk. I know a lot of people aren't sharers or they don't like to go deep about (laughs) what they're going through, but just to listen and hear the experiences of others and then relate it back to your life and like take some time to see how it resonates with you. Well, yeah. And you know, listening to other people's stories is not only healing for the listener, but it's healing for the speaker. Mm -hmm. When we shed light on the things that bring us shame, that's when we heal. Shame is when we hide, we hide. But if we just let it out, that's, that's when we allow the light in. And you know what? It's the beginning of healing for everyone. So let's say you're not ready to share yet. Cool. That's okay. Thank you for coming and and showing up and telling us where you are at in your journey. And maybe one day you'll feel inspired and and moved to share your own story. Mm -hmm. And you've mentioned shame a lot. Have you ever read any of Brene Brown's stuff? Oh, I love her. Okay. (laughs) She just had her new uh, book out. I think... Yeah. Atlas of the heart. Atlas of the heart. Yeah. Um, I will say I, I skimmed through it because at some point it really it really becomes kind of a dictionary. She goes really in depth in a lot of uh, emotions like compassion and guilt and shame and all that. Mm-hmm. I find her best work actually to be daring to lead. No, no, the gifts of imperfection. Okay. I really, really like that one. But you know, I love her humor. I love her videos, <laughs> and I think Brene Brown is the top-notch leader if uh, if you want to study shame and guilt and, and vulnerability. Yeah. I love her work. Absolutely. Shout yeah. out, Brene. <laughs> a lot of what I've tried to really adopt is the vulnerability stuff. I think Dare to Lead was the first book that I read of hers and just learning about the power of vulnerability and how impactful it can be in your own community or just like in your own personal relationships. I think it's really, really interesting to learn more about. I think, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And if we, if we're just so much more real with everybody around us, I think, I don't know. I think there's some magic. I think there's some richness there and thank you for doing the work. Like you are, you are doing the work. You're, you're, you're sharing the work mm-hmm. from a place that feels, you know, good to you. <laughs> so you've also mentioned the word grace a few times and Another one of your mantras is finding grace over grit. So how can we apply this mentality to our own lives? Oh, okay. Where to begin? I think something I've learned in life is that it's not better there than here. It rarely is better over there, quote unquote, than here. And avoiding life's hardships so that you can be happy is not foolproof. And good luck. Good luck. If you can omit all hardships in your life, please teach me. I will sign up to be your your student. (laughs) It's not guaranteed. And so what you do is you learn to roll with the hardships and you learn to allow space with the hardships. You know, grace and grit includes a lot of loving your experience. And it's really hard to love your experience if you're going through some really tough shit. You can't avoid the shit. But what you can do is learn to love it a little more. And love does not mean you enjoy it. I don't think there's a way that you can enjoy 
anything that's painful. But what love does mean is that you accept it, you understand it, and you allow it. So love doesn't mean you're enjoying it. Love means you're accepting, allowing, and understanding the experience. And when you do those three things, any hardships will feel so much lighter. You will have a sense of ease in that hardship. It might still hurt, but it also feels like I'm I'm getting this picture of like a a, a kettle, a, a tea kettle that is making that that like sound like oh my god I'm on fire and you're just taking it off the boiler but it's still really hot and the steam is just still coming out that's what it is it's no longer this alarming kind of blaring sound it's still steaming but it's letting off the steam and it's like it's like this like that exhale in the experience There's not another metaphor that's coming up in my mind right now. So that's what I mean when I say find grace over grind and ease over grit because there really is a better way. There's a better way. I really, really love that. And that's something I promote on this podcast a lot too is just that, like you said, we can't get rid of the shitty experiences. Unfortunately, they're a part of life and I hate toxic positivity. So Mm. I'm not ever going to be like, oh it's all sunshines and rainbows but like when that hard thing happens you need to accept it and another thing is like trying to run away from it or be mad at it or whatever like it only makes it worse like it fuels the fire so taking a step back to actually Mm -hmm. or fix it yeah he's trying to fix it I think that would be a lot of spiritual bypassing oh I'm just gonna meditate my way out of it Mm -hmm. um good luck (laughs) I've tried it. It has worked maybe like 50% of the time, but a lot of times I just felt like I was not giving myself the the right to express my emotions, to throw the tantrum, to swear, to cry, to, to, to curse, to Mm -hmm. make false claims. But I gave myself the space to have that emotion live its full expression. And then from there that I realized that that emotion was like, I'm tired and I'm going to go to sleep. And then another emotion comes in. And so it's really, it's not about spiritual bypassing anymore. It never is. And trying to manipulate your way or strategize your way out of any situation can be a form of spiritual bypass and can be a form of toxic positivity if you're trying to, you know, rev up yourself through the situation. So I would say, do it if it feels authentic, but also know that you have the full, you have the full burrito, man, like to, to let it all out. Exactly. And I always find too, like, the more I try to hide it or avoid it, like, it just keeps creeping up on me. And eventually, I'm going to explode until I just like, it doesn't go away until you address it, at least in my personal experiences. So much. Oh, and you know, I have a, I have a question for you, actually. Yeah. When you do find yourself suppressing it, um, do you find that it your energy starts leaking into your relationships or whatever the next thing that you're doing? Oh, absolutely. Like you can see my emotions on my face. Like (laughs) I go completely numb. I treat everybody like shit. It's something I've really been working on my whole life. But another thing is I do tend to like disassociate when I go through any depressive episode or anything. Like I have a really hard time with emotions on like a deeper level, but Mm. it definitely does affect my relationships and my energy and I let it consume me. And that is something I'm working on. But yeah, I think emotions are tricky because 
they are there to serve as a protector, a reminder, just letting us know like how certain situations make us feel. But when you don't have the ability to really process those or give context to some situations, like it can have a real negative effect on you. For sure. For sure. And uh, my, my energy starts leaking too. I feel like if I'm for not letting it out. And mm-hmm. I like using that term. Your energy is leaking. <laughs> oh, got to check myself. What am I really saying when I say, you do the dishes? Like, with that kind of tone. Yeah. It's not about the dishes anymore. It's really, it's really something that's going on inside. Exactly. So I guess from your personal experiences, do you have any tips to share on how we can become our most vibrant self? Oh, I love this. Hmm. Okay. Well, number one is I think you have to embrace all of your emotions. You're not trying to water down any joy or success. And you're also not trying to water down any sadness or anger that might come up. So something I like to say is that you came here to feel the 100% full intensity of all feelings. So in a time you think you're doing it all wrong because you're having bad feelings, I'm here to tell you that you couldn't be doing it more right. You didn't come here to feel watered down feelings. You didn't come here to feel low key or mellow feelings. You didn't come here to numb out feelings. You didn't come here to avoid all bad feelings and manipulate structure and control your life so you don't have to experience the negative feelings. You're bigger than that. You didn't come here to live a bland life. You came here for all of the flavors of all of the emotions. So you came here to feel it all and to play it big. So play it proud, play it messy, play it beautiful, and play it confused too. You didn't come here to numb out emotions just because you didn't want to feel them. You came here to feel the full intensity of everything. And that also includes joy. So you came here to play full out. So just knowing this, Know that the next time you have any emotions, any hard emotions especially, know you are being so human and you're living a colorful life and you're doing it right. So I think just knowing that is the reassurance that people need to know, that people need to hear. If they've ever seen a toddler, one moment they're bawling their eyes out because somebody stole their Lego. And then the next moment, Their parent says they can have ice cream and they are just the most energetic ball of sun ever. And we've lost that sometimes the older we grow, but they live such a colorful life. They're embracing their full intensity, their full spectrum. And we are so rich. So let that richness out. I hope that's the key takeaway that everybody hears from this podcast. Yeah, I love that a lot. I think it's a great reminder. And I think it goes back to some of those like social constructs you were talking about earlier is that we're conditioned to react certain ways or to keep our head down to not make it seem like we're struggling or show any of these negative or overly positive emotions because it makes you look weak, untrusted or like immature, whatever it is in whatever context. But to really accept those full emotions and like you said, to live a life of color, I think can really bring more joy and like overall understanding to our lives. I think it brings more joy to all emotions. Mm-hmm. Like the next, every time I find myself feeling sad, I go, oh, I guess I'm really doing life really well. 
I'm doing life really, really well. And if I were to see my life on a movie screen, it would be a really entertaining movie. <laughs> it wouldn't be this movie that is kind of like, it's happy from, from beginning to end. <laughs> I, I, I wouldn't really go see that movie. to be. <laughs> no, it's, it would be the most boring movie ever. What happened? <laughs> Nothing really happens. So be the main character of your own life. I love that a lot. Thanks for sharing. Thanks for embracing it, Angelica. <laughs> of course. Um, so I guess wrapping up, how can people connect with you and find out more about your services? Okay. Um, you can connect with me on Instagram and YouTube. My handle is at the fitty, T-H-E-F-I-T-T-Y. And my blog is thefitty.com, T-H-E-F-I-T-T-Y.com. And uh, so you can find me on those socials. Um, I have quite a few pep talks on my Instagram and YouTube handles. So if you're ever feeling like you want something quick and spicy or something nurturing and healing, that's the best place you can get me. And if you're interested in Soul Circle, please feel free to come. Um, you can find that information by just sending me like a message or if you go on my blog, you'll be able to find information there. In fact, you know what? I can also email you the link if you feel better about that and you can drop it in the show notes. Perfect. I definitely will do that. When is the next one? So it's always on the first Saturday of every month at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So the next upcoming one, I don't know when this podcast is coming out, but as of now, the next one is February the 5th, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So that would be for Soul Circle. Perfect. And if anyone's interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can feel free to just send me a message and I will respond to you personally. Amazing. Well, Linda, thank you so much. This has been very exciting. And I think you gave a lot of great advice and just overall mentality tips and things that just like we forget about in our day to day lives. So thank you very much for sharing your wisdom and knowledge with us. Well, I want to thank you, Angelica, for doing the work for having this podcast. And for also being real with whatever you're learning, like the things that you're posting, I don't think you would have caught my eye if you didn't post the challenge that you were doing. So you were taking us on your journey, the challenge you were doing with JT. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that sounds like Justin Timberlake. <laughs> um, but the books that you're reading and the things that you're sharing. So I want to acknowledge you for your work. I'm so glad we connected on Instagram. I really hope that we continue connecting. And if you're ever in Toronto, come say hi. <laughs> I would love to say hello to you in person and give you a nice big hug. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for saying that. I really appreciate it. And we'll chat soon. Thank you so much. And actually, before we go, may I ask you one question? Of course. I would like to know how I can make your day 1% better. Ooh, that's a great question. Oh, God. Hmm. Give me a second to think. Of course. You can have all the seconds. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess just a question if you can provide an answer. Sure. But when it comes to fitness, um, I know with like everything closed, it's hard on a lot of people and like staying motivated and all that. So do you have any like tips or tricks yourself that you can share on how to make it easier for me or anybody else listening about how to stay motivated? Yeah. What, what specifically are you struggling with? Are you struggling with the fact that you can't go to the gym because they're closed right now? Well, personally, I have a home gym here. So not for me. It's more just the motivation. Ah, okay. So the motivation to do. Okay. So here's my number one tip when it comes to motivation. You cannot rely on motivation. <laughs> That's like trying to summon motivation 
And if I could summon motivation, my God, I would, <laughs> I would, I would be at a different place in my life. Yeah. So I would just say, your goal is not motivation. Your goal is to show up. Mm-hmm. Your goal is just to show up regardless of how you feel. If you don't feel like doing anything, that's out of the equation. You're feeling, sorry, you're sorry. Your feeling is kind of out of the equation when it comes to this. You get up and you show up. So for me, I don't feel like running every day. I really don't. There are some days where I think I don't want to get out of bed, but I always know I never regret a run and I feel so good with a run. So I tell myself I'm going to lace up my running shoes and I'm going to go outside and see what happens from there. That is me showing up. So we're not always going to feel motivated to do the things that we know is the most beneficial for us. But if you commit to showing up without any thoughts or feelings around showing up, then that's where the magic happens. Because I'm going to tell you some days on the days I don't feel like showing up, I have had the best runs in my entire life. Just feeling euphoric after, or maybe it was super duper long. And you know what? And if it doesn't turn out to be 110% super great, well, I've done my commitment. I made a promise to myself and I showed up and I, that was enough. That was honestly enough. So really your goal is to show up. You just show up and see what happens. There's no criteria on performance. Take that out of the equation. You got this, Angelica. We got this. I love that. And I think it just makes it easier. Just like you said, like, I think if I put the intention on just putting on my shoes and putting on my workout clothes and getting down here, then at that point, like I'm already physically there ready to go. Yeah. And you know what? Life kind of takes you by the hand from there. You're here. You're looking at the weights. Suddenly you find yourself trying out one squat. Butt looks pretty good in the mirror. Maybe I'll do a little two more. I don't know. I don't know. Something will show up for you when you show up. Life will take you by the hand and guide you to do what you will do. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you for asking me a question. That was fun. (laughs) That was was great. Thanks for answering and taking your time too. Thank you for taking your time. (laughs) Of course. Um, Well, Linda, thank you again. And we will chat very soon. Awesome. Take good care. Love you and namaste. (laughs) Same to you. Bye. I feel like I absorbed all of Linda's energy after listening to that. Um, Wow, she is incredible. And she's just so passionate about this stuff. And everything she said just really like hit home for me. And again, I don't think these things are really out there wild concepts to try to wrap our heads around like they're pretty simple down to the core but with the society that we live in and how hectic everything is all the time it's so hard to just slow down and be and think about these things and that's why I think having conversations like this are so important because it challenges us to reframe the way that we've always been taught to think and see the world in a different more positive and hopeful light And there are so many analogies that she used that I absolutely love, but I think they're so true. And there are so many things that you can take away, whether it was what she was saying about embracing your full emotions or showing up for yourself for workouts or the cultural differences, if you can relate to that stuff, or just learning how to embark your own spiritual journey or embrace your true freedom or apply the grace over grit mentality, whatever it is that you're taking away from this episode. I think overall, 
will help you to become that most vibrant self because you're accepting the entire human experience and using it in a way that benefits you, not other people. And I'm like really fucking with this whole authenticity thing as if you follow me on Instagram, that's all I'm talking about. Same with TikTok. If you're not already, please go follow me. Um, but it's so true. I'm just learning so much that like the more we be ourselves and we do all these little things to just like internally say fuck what everybody else says or externally if you're me but just to really embrace who you truly are and not to care what anybody else is going to say about you or judge you or whatever you're just showing up for you and at the end of the day is that not what life is all about like no matter how many relationships you have, no matter how rich or successful you are, whatever the case may be, you are the only person that you've gone to sleep with and woken up with every single day of your life. And to some extent, none of this other shit matters. So what are you doing for you? How are you applying these mindset switches to really make the most out of your time here on Earth? I don't know, just something to think about. I feel like my mind just went on a whole little spin. But Anyway, thank you so much for listening to The Revolutionized Mind, and all of Linda's links are posted in the show notes of this episode, so if you're interested in learning more about her, please feel free to go check those out and give her a follow on her social media. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, and I will be back next Friday.